Hello, hello, and welcome back. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it is Christmas time. It is the end of the year. 2021 was a blink. <laughs> and I am just so excited to be chatting with you guys today because I really want to dive into what programming is. We always hear online like shift your limiting beliefs clear out the subconscious programs and so i really wanted to just do an episode where we talk about the basics of programming how it happens how it translates and how we can begin to do the work to clear the subconscious programming and the limiting beliefs to move forward so when it comes to programming an important key to understand here is that it happens in our childhood and that's why a lot of people when they're doing healing work when they're clearing limiting beliefs the first thing that they do is really work with their childhood experiences and the ways that they were brought up the messagings that they had around love and money and getting their needs met and really about belonging as well for me, for instance, I grew up in a multicultural household. So my mom is Russian and my dad is Chinese. And so when I came into my childhood, this feeling of belonging felt really misplaced because there wasn't this cohesive structure for me to kind of fall into. Whereas I feel like part of that was a blessing because there were no like beliefs of what I should believe in, like really pressed on me. But it was really confusing for me because one, I didn't grow up like knowing either language. So when I would visit my family members, I really felt disconnected because they would either all be speaking Chinese or all be speaking Russian and I wouldn't understand them. And so it would feel like kind of like an outcast in my own family. And so growing up in that dynamic, I struggled with understanding like what I belonged to. Was it the Russian side? Was it the Chinese side? And I did feel more connected to my Chinese roots, but it still felt like I was pretty much this black sheep. I felt misplaced in my family. I even questioned whether I was adopted at times. Like that's how much I was like, whoa, okay. And then I'm like, no, okay, you, this is your mom. This is your dad. Like you have your dad's nose. But that type of experience in our childhood can really shape our feelings of belonging. Because if we don't even feel like we belong in our own families, imagine how that translates into the world of wanting to find a place to belong to. And of course, we can find communities to connect with to and friendships but there is this messaging that creates like these limiting beliefs about what we can have in our relationships especially if you're an empath something to understand is that childhood experiences will affect you more than other people because you really um it's like a strong emotional experience so also if you're someone who doesn't really remember your childhood experiences, that's okay when you're doing the subconscious reprogramming and limiting beliefs. And I'll get into that in a minute. 
But why we really come back to the childhood experiences is because from the time that we're in the womb till we're seven years old, pretty much we're in a hypnotic state, meaning we're going through stages of development, whether it's emotional development, cognitive development. And so we're not fully developed. We're really experiencing the world and trying to get an understanding of it but we don't have our conscious mind locked in. So from this time period, from the womb to seven years old, we're really absorbing our environment. We're really absorbing our experiences. And this becomes the foundation of the way that we relate and connect to ourselves, to the world, to people around us. And so when we move out of this time period, we hit this next cycle of seven years old to 14 years old where we really see what has been installed within us kind of start to play out in our reality. And so this is when we'll start to experience the programming and the limiting beliefs outwardly. So the first zero to seven years old, we're really going through this installation process of absorbing, of really putting in the programming and the limiting beliefs that'll then be acted out moving forward. And so when we begin to really want to kind of do the inner work, do the subconscious reprogramming, connect to our limiting beliefs, One of the most powerful things is to really look at your relationships. What are the themes that have been playing out in your relationships, whether that be work relationships? So you want to look at it on all levels, how you interact with people in the workspace, how you interact with the world when you're just out and about, how you interact with family members, and what has been the themes that have come up within romantic relationships and friendships as well. And so, like, let's say, for instance, with romantic relationships, there's this codependency theme that has been streamlined through all of your experiences. Then something in your childhood made you feel like there was no where were you started and your parents ended you took on their needs as your own needs and you there's this level of enmeshment that happens and so when we start to now go into romantic relationships we tend to enmesh and have those codependency tendencies come out and play out now like let's say in your childhood as well your parents got divorced or something and it felt like a big betrayal. And so then in your teenage years, you rebelled. And let's say you attracted friendships that felt like they were a betrayal or that they would leave at any point 
or that you felt like in your romantic relationships, like it wouldn't last. And because it was the messaging in your subconscious of seeing that divorce happening. And of course, this doesn't have to be exact. It can play out in different ways. It just depends on the emotional experiences that you tied to those things when you were younger and what you truly felt in those moments and what you made it feel like what you made it meant about who you are as well. And so as you can see, we can really begin to see how programming happens. And this happens also with money. So when we're younger, if we grow up and let's say from the times when we're really installing these programs, we see that, you know, our parents are never home. They're working really hard. They never have enough or something like that. The messaging around that is that, I have to work really hard in order to support myself and there's no other way and that means sacrificing time with my friends, sacrificing time with my family and so this can for instance show up as someone who is a workaholic or really forces and exerts themselves to the point where they're not honoring their own needs. And so this is why it's so so important to really take a look at what are the areas right now in your life that you are not feeling fulfilled or you're feeling like you're hitting a glass ceiling because wherever these areas are and there's probably going to be one or two that really really stick out for you and so it's once you're starting to do that pro like releasing subconscious programming you really want to look at those two main areas and really healing those two main areas is really going to lift and break through those glass ceilings and overall shift your whole life and everything else is going to level up around you other areas of your life are going to step into more overflow and another thing i want to touch on is that this can also be health like health can also be another form of programming that we can receive in our childhood for instance let's say actually i'll give you a personal example like when i was younger um i was a really picky eater and when my dad married my stepmom she's an arabic woman and she loved cooking all of these arabic dishes and it was some it was tastes and smells that I wasn't familiar to. And me being a picky eater, I was like, no, I don't want to eat that. I don't want to try that. And my dad would always say, you're so skinny, you need to eat more. And he would always put his fingers around my wrist. And my stepmom would always like, be like, why won't you eat? What's wrong with you? Blah, 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 blah. And One, I actually was very thankful because it did make me step outside of my comfort zone and try um, Arabic food. And now I love trying new foods. I used to not like sushi. And I just think my palate also changed like when I grew up. But hearing that messaging of like, your wrists are so skinny, you need to eat more. It really hit me on like a deep subconscious level where I just thought I looked super skinny and like I wanted to start weightlifting because I didn't want to be seen as skinny and I didn't like just being like lean and I'm actually not like super super skinny like I'm pretty 
well proportioned but it just in my mind created this body dysmorphia of like oh I'm so skinny I need to work out harder I need to get a big booty like I need to like get these gains and so I really pushed myself in weights and I loved it for a good hot minute but actually when my spirituality opened up I felt my body was needing such deep rest from all of that pushing, all of that exerting. It was really like this this healing of like the masculine within me that needed to just be held by the feminine. And so that was like a messaging around health that I can give you as an example. And I know so many people get messagings around their bodies and it causes this body dysmorphia and then they go through this journey of healing how they see their body how they connect to their body and also for me I was a kid because I was so empathic and because I was so sensitive and because my emotional experiences hit me at a deeper level than most people I um oh my gosh I lost my train of thought you guys okay I remembered so because of all of that, I had a tendency of dissociating from my body and just living like more uh, in my mind and like doing distracting things like playing on my Game Boy for (laughs) many hours and like hiding it when my parents would come in like under my pillow pretending like I'm asleep. But how I saw this translate in, you know, my teenage years, my adult years is that I started to have these numbing or addictive tendencies because I was so used to being disconnected from my body. And so then I had to really go through this journey of descension, of really feeling sensation, of really grounding into my body and not being so in my mind. And so that was such an important thing for me because as a kid who experiences trauma, and I'm not talking about like big T trauma, like there can be little experiences where you're in a classroom full of kids and someone points something out and the whole classroom starts laughing at you or your parent in a spout of anger like ends up saying like, you're so stupid, what's wrong with you? And then that becomes like this message, it almost becomes your inner critic in your head. And it's like an echo of that parental voice saying like, what's wrong with you? Get it together, why are you so stupid? Like, you should be better and like all of these things. So it's so important too to listen to that inner critic in your head. Is it the voice? of a parent? Is it a voice of a teacher that you had? Is it, where does that voice come from? And so these little things can be little traumas. Anything that didn't receive this emotional resolve within you, that can be considered a trauma because it hasn't been emotionally processed by you. You either dissociated, you suppressed it, you stuffed it down, you were told not to cry, you know, you just rejected the feeling. These are all things that can become hidden in our subconscious and could become messaging and limiting beliefs. And so when we're really wanting to do this work, It's so important to be able to kind of open the drawers of our subconscious mind. And how we really do this is 
One, by really looking at our childhood experiences and looking at the areas that are coming up as themes of where we're feeling limited and saying, how does this translate into the childhood experiences that I have? And of course, there's questions that you can prompt yourself with, journal prompts that you can use. And journaling is such a beautiful process when we're working with our limiting beliefs and subconscious beliefs. Two, another really important thing is to look at the thoughts that you're having around certain situations or look at the things that you're saying to your friends or family. Like, like let's say you're looking for a soulmate, right? Or you're looking for a partner, but then you're saying to your friends and family, gosh, men are so hard to find. Like, good men are so hard to find. Like, they're, they're not out there. Like, that is a limiting belief. So that's giving you a signal that that's a messaging that you picked up along the way, whether it be from a parent or a society. And it's like to really look at that and say, like, is that truly the place that I want to be attracting from? Is that truly what I want to believe? Especially because, like, if I want to be manifesting a partner, like, that is not the belief that I should be carrying. So just really looking at those phrases that you're using with your friends and family and really saying, like, how is this limiting me? And so those are two easy ways to really begin working with the subconscious and limiting beliefs. And of course, if you guys want more support, I'm still offering the Timeline Alchemy Sessions where we're really going to be working with your inner child, your higher self to look at the things that are still hiding within your subconscious, the things that are limiting you. And this is going to be so powerful for you stepping into the new year. And we're really going to work together one-on-one to clear those energies, to clear those programs and help to reprogram those beliefs. And I'm going to teach you a technique in that session that you can use moving forward. And we're going to do some energy work, some activations, and it's going to be some shadow work mixed with the activation so that you're really getting your cup filled after you're t- kind of pouring things out. So if you're interested in doing a timeline alchemy session, I encourage you to hit the link in the show notes and then book through there. There are limited spots, but I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And of course, if you have any questions or you have any recommendations for future podcast episodes, then go ahead and DM me at Inner Mystic. And I hope you guys have a wonderful holidays and I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.